Hello and welcome to the Crystal Podcast on iCode Media. Today, what I wanted to do is elaborate on some of the ideas that Jeffrey Walling and I had discussed in terms of talking about myopia management tools. In the next couple of weeks, I'll be talking about myopia management with Mark Bullimore as well. So that's what we're going to focus on today's bonus episode. So the medications that have been evaluated for myopia management include atropine, parenzepine, and one advantage to parenzepine over higher doses of atropine is that it tends to have only action on M1 anti-muscarinic receptors. Muscarinic receptors are located in the choroid, retinal pigmented epithelium, and sclera, as you recall, which aren't as prevalent in the iris or ciliary body, so it doesn't dilate the pupil or reduce accommodation as much as atropine. And so while parenzepine tends to have a lower activity and potential for side effects, atropine has a lot longer use track record uh, in eye care and lower doses have been able to be shown to reduce those side effect profiles of atropine as well. So we're going to focus today just on atropine because of the preponderance of data that's available on it. So let's consider the hypothesized mechanisms of action leading to the reduction of myopia progression with atropine. So first, it could be the case. These are all just proposed hypotheses. We don't know exactly, but atropine has been found to increase the release of dopamine in the RPE, and dopamine has been found to inhibit the development of myopia. It's also the case that atropine can have effects on the choroid, and the choroid can thin in response to optical defocus, and that's a vital part to the amitropization process. And atropine creates transient choroidal thickening, which may be correlated with ocular growth inhibition. Atropine may have an effect on nitric oxide levels in the choroid, which again can impact choroidal thickness and have a change just as we had discussed before. And that can change ocular growth through vasodilation and vasoconstriction. This may support the observation of a rebound phenomenon in children who are using higher levels of atropine within the ADAM study. Previous cardiovascular studies have shown that cessation of nitric oxide can result in that rebound type of effect. And lastly, one other proposed mechanism is that in the sclera, atropine is found to upregulate mRNA levels in muscarinic receptors, resulting in scleral remodeling. In addition, atropine inhibits synthesis of sclerochondrocytes which can reduce scleral growth and axial elongation. And so those are sort of the proposed mechanisms of how atropine may work. And I think it's, it's helpful to understand that we don't know exactly why that works, but we do know that it, that it does work. And so proposing some of these mechanisms right now may allow us to tease out the actual why behind it in the future. If you found this episode valuable and you'd like to take additional steps for better understanding of myopia management, check out my course at icodeeducation.com or follow the links in today's show notes. Additionally, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, write a review, share it with your friends. At iCode Media, we believe in advancing the optometric profession by diving deep into eye care topics and providing actionable steps for our listeners and our subscribers. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.